It's been more than a year during which our lives have been altered by the pandemic. In many instances, the changes are irreversible and permanent. That said, as we grind toward the post-pandemic world, some semblance of normalcy has returned, including the fact that millions of people are back on the job. Still, the economy is down several million jobs from a year ago, and many people remain separated from the U.S. labor market. As indicated by the New York Times, as a proportion of their employment levels Prior to the pandemic, significantly fewer black and Hispanic women are working now than any other demographic. For instance, in February 2020, there were 12.4 million Hispanic women working in America. By April of last year, that tally had declined to 9.4 million, which meant that the number of Hispanic women working in America declined 24% in just two months. Many of those jobs have been recovered, but the number of Hispanic women with jobs is still down around 8%. While no major demographic has returned to pre-pandemic levels of employment, significant differences differences remain. For instance, there are nearly 10% fewer employed black women than a year ago, but only 5% fewer employed white men. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. According to recently released data from the Federal Reserve, the net worth of U.S. households finished 2020 at the highest level on record. As indicated by writer Paul Kiernan, soaring stock prices, surging residential real estate valuations, and other asset price gains more than offset the losses inflicted by the pandemic and attendant economic downturn, at least for some households. Household net worth in America, which represents the difference between assets and liabilities, ended the fourth quarter a bit north of $130 trillion. That was up nearly 6% from the third quarter and 10% from the end of 2019. For those families with substantial assets, gains were significant. The S&P 500 stock index rose 12% during last year's fourth quarter and was up 16% for the year. Meanwhile, the median existing home price nationally expanded to approximately $310,000 in December of last year, an increase approaching 13% from a year earlier. Of course, for families that don't own substantial assets, this means that their aggregate wealth has fallen even further behind that of the wealthiest Americans. For those who aspire toward home ownership, rising home prices render the dream more difficult to attain. Asset prices continue to climb during the early stages of 2021. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Emerging data continue to help us comprehend the magnitude of collapse in the global travel industry registered last year. As indicated by writers Stephen Hiltner and Lelena Fisher, around the world, international arrivals are estimated to have declined to 381 million in 2020. That was down from nearly 1.5 billion in 2019, which means that international arrivals dipped 74% last year. In nations where the economy depends heavily upon tourism, the precipitous decline in visitors was and is devastating. Among these nations are Aruba, the Maldives, the Bahamas, and Grenada. According to recently released figures from the United Nations World Tourism Organization, the decline in international travel last year resulted in an estimated loss of $1.3 trillion in global export revenues. The agency notes that that figure is more than 11 times the loss experienced in 2009 as a result of the global financial crisis. According to the International Air Transport Association, an airline trade group, global passenger traffic in 2020 declined 66% compared to 2019, 
the largest year-over-year decline in aviation history. The impact of the pandemic on travel could be long-lasting. In some areas, travel is not anticipated to return to pre-pandemic levels until 2024. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As indicated by writer Paul Hannon, a strong surge in U.S. growth to occur later this year will drive a sharp rebound in the global economy. But the economic strength emerging from the United States could be so overwhelming that it could unbalance weaker economies, especially in the developing world. Here's how. According to the Paris-based Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, faster growth and accompanying inflation will result in rising interest rates on U.S. bonds. Investors will be tempted to purchase U.S. bonds to benefit from those higher interest rates, which in turn could spark the flight of capital from emerging economies. With less capital available to drive economic growth, those emerging economies could struggle even as the U.S. economy booms. It doesn't help that vaccine campaigns in many emerging nations have barely begun, which would be expected to translate into slower economic growth under any circumstance. Despite the risks facing developing economies, the Paris-based research body expects the world economy to attain pre-pandemic levels of output by the middle of this year, six months earlier than it had expected when it had published its previous forecast last November. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. The weather has improved lately, but there may have been a time this winter that you were thinking about what it might be like to have a place in Florida. Indeed, many people from America's northern climes have a place in Florida, and many have relocated there permanently. It's not just the weather, of course. Not only does Florida lack colder temperatures in general, but it also lacks a state income tax. As indicated by writer Candace Taylor, amid the pandemic, Florida politicians and real estate developers have promoted the narrative that hedge fund executives and technology workers in search of warm weather and low taxes have been abandoning New York and other states and putting down roots in Florida. Far less discussed is the fact that each year, nearly as many people move out of Florida as move in. They are fleeing hurricanes, ridiculous heat, and escalating housing costs. While COVID-19 prompted some out-of-staters to purchase homes in Florida, the state's population growth actually slowed during the pandemic to its lowest rate since 2014, according to Florida's November 2020 Demographic Estimating Conference. According to separate data from Atlas Van Lines, there are fewer moves from other states in 2020 than at any time in the last nine years. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.